Hello everyone, Howard here. I recently had a very interesting conversation with Uli Boyda Cohen, founder of the Subway Book Review, which many of you have probably seen on Instagram. Uli and I spent about equal time discussing the Subway Book Review project and then discussing several really great books. I've divided my discussion with Uli into two segments. This first segment is about the Subway Book Review, Uli's love for reading and readers, and also for New York and New Yorkers. Storytelling, surprises and delight, unexpected moments, and Uli's penchant for periodically leaving her excess books on the stoop of her apartment, her very own Uli Free Library. The second segment will include a discussion of five books that Uli has recently read and that she recommends, and along the way, two additional books that she loves on writing. These include an essay collection by Korean-American artist and activist Alexander Chi, the striking anti-patriarchal manifesto, quote, with enough rage to fuel a rocket, close quote, written by Egyptian-American activist Mona Eltahawi, a semi-autobiographical novel by Vietnamese-American writer Ocean Wong, author and illustrator Erin Williams, quote, intimate, clever, and ultimately gut-wrenching graphic memoir about the daily decision women must make between being sexualized or being invisible, close quote, and Teen Vogue award-winning columnist and author of the op-ed entitled Donald Trump is Gaslighting America, Lauren Duca's how-to book. More on all of these in the episode to be released after this one. Now let's get started with the first segment. Books are a reflection of our identity and the questions that we have about our identity. From Bookworms in the Wild and from Anchor, I'm Howard Alterescu, and this is my podcast, where I ask people I find interesting to tell me what they're reading. Our guest today is Uli Boyta Cohen, the founder of the Subway Book Review Project. Uli refers to Subway Book Review as a social media project. For the last five years, Uli has been talking with people on the New York City subways about the books she sees them reading on the subway. The project now also has contributors in Washington, D.C., London, Berlin, Milan, Barcelona, Mexico City, Sydney, and Santiago. I'm so pleased to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Hi, Howard. Hi, <laughs> Bookworms in the Wild. You are one gutsy person to be riding the subways, walking up to people, and asking them to talk about the book they're reading. How, how, how do you have the guts to do that? Well, to be honest with you, every time I do it, I, my stomach is in pits and my <laughs> palms are sweaty. And I ask myself, what crazy devil was writing me to get myself in that position, even five years later? But um, in the years that I've been talking to people who, similarly to you, I find interesting, um, I can tell you that it's been infinitely worth it and that overcoming this uh, barrier of talking to strangers or not talking to strangers 
um, just brings so much richness into one's life. And yeah, of course, true. the concept of stranger is a perfect illusion and it does yeah. not exist. So I don't know if that takes guts. Um, I would say that my curiosity is stronger than the social norms that have been <laughs> inflicted upon me. So uh, you, you, so I ask people what they're reading all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, when I see people with a book, I ask them what they're reading. Uh, on the, sometimes on the subway, I think it's my son Ben has been encouraging me to be uh, uh, discreet about who I ask. I, I don't want to interrupt people, uh, but at the same time, I ask people what they're reading. I have a bookmark. Actually, I have one for you. Oh, thank you. And it promotes my podcast on the back of the bookmark. Uh, so I give out bookmarks all the time. Uh, but when I talk to people uh, about possibly about being on the podcast, I first ask people, are you a book reader? But you, everybody you speak to is a book reader. They're reading a book and, and a physical book. Yeah, we share a friend, built-in yeah. friend. We know we have at least one friend in common, I'd Amazing. like to say. Um, yeah, I talk to readers because a reader tends to be a person who's very imaginative very curious, very open-minded, but also critical. And those are the people that I want to talk to. Do you get responses sometimes from people who are not, not happy to be talking with you? I mean, this is New York City. I see it all. I hear it all. I'd be lying to you that I don't get yelled at. Um, of course, people have reactions. You know, this is, a, this is a tough turf. But at the same time, New Yorkers are also the most loving people in the universe. This is one of the best cities that has ever existed. It's I have so wonderful. to say it. And um, I think especially because we're in such a gigantic uh, metropolis, people really love to be seen. And they love to be listened to. And that is what I give them. I don't think they see me as someone who's taking from them. Um, and I really care about making that clear that it's their choice. And I'm very explicit in terms of what the project is and where their story will be published and where the interview will go. And so many of them, I would say 80% or more, are truly delighted and also stay in touch and Wonderful. send me notes and come to book clubs I host and events I host. And um, some of them, you know, I saw when they were just starting high school and I see them again when they're entering college. Uh, it's really, it becomes a community of its own kind, very sincerely in real life as well as digitally. And it's, that's fascinating. That's wonderful. It's really, really endearing. Uh, you talk to people who, by definition, have not yet finished the book. I meet them where they are. Yeah. If, they, if they're one page in uh, and have a good story to tell, fantastic. If they're on the last page and they can tear themselves off that last page and have a conversation, also fantastic. Some people don't even have a book in their hand oh, really? when I talk to them. Really, truly. So it's a vibe. It's totally a vibe. I'm guided by vibes. And I will go up to someone and I will say, excuse me, odd question, but do you happen to have a book with you? And they said, well, yes, I have 10 in my bag. What are you, why are you asking? Of course I have 10 in my bag. Yeah. You know, so often these days, we're just not following our intuition anymore. We're guided by algorithms. We're guided by capitalistic systems. We're guided by mass appeal. We're guided by clickbait. We're guided by news cycles. And I think it's super important to also trust our instincts, which is a very human thing. 
um, and to exercise that as much as we can. And so this project is definitely a culmination of curiosity, of exercising instinct. Um, I was in an uh, improv comedy class and on an improv team for a long time, so I'm practicing my improv comedy skills. <laughs> yeah. um, I've worked in media for a really long time and have interviewed, you know, a lot of celebrities to a lot of real people on the street. This is a continuation of that. Um, so this is really something that's very personal to me and where I'm practicing a lot of things for myself personally, but it has become a community where people gather and really magical things are happening from we've celebrated people's 18th birthday on Subway Book Review because I happened to interview them on their birthday and then the emoji cakes are rolling in and we've also held memorials on Subway Book oh. Review which was really, um, that was really moving and that happened when a post that I had put up on Instagram six months prior suddenly started to get a lot of messages and I thought, hmm, what's going on here? What's happening with Erica? And I had talked to Erica, um, you know, six months prior and uh, she had just found out that she had cancer oh. and was reading a book about um, an 80 year old woman who is in hospice and who's a real like rebel and who talks about death and getting in touch with her oh. death. And so she was reading this book and I asked her how she would want to be remembered and she told me in great detail and it was very personal and uh, six months later it turned out that she had passed away oh, wow. and her friends came to Subway Book Review because they said her voice was so alive there and how she had expressed how she wants to be remembered created a real moment of comfort for them. Amazing. Um, and you say came to Subway Book Review, came to the Instagram yeah, post. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so they held uh, what I would call a little memorial service and I ended up uh, sending direct messages with some of them and remembering her and I told them how I had experienced her in this very short amount of time and it was really um, that was really remarkable yeah. you know and so I think these digital communities you know it's easy to say you know oh this is just that or you know this is this is on Instagram and that's that's all there is to it you know, oh, this is a podcast that exists now and who knows later. But I don't think that that's true. I think any story that we share lives on forever. And um, we never know in what way. But the important act is to collect stories and yeah. share them. Yeah. We're all storytellers in one way or another. We collect them and we, we pass them on. The uh, On a lighter note, you have... You, you formed a community among so many people, your fifth anniversary, you're on the G train. Now, as I, I mentioned to you, I'm coming to Brooklyn more and more. All three of my kids live in Brooklyn, plus little Welcome. Jake. Welcome. <laughs> and, um, but, and I had never ridden the G train. I ride G train now all the time. We took it over, Howard. Yeah. Yeah, we did just, we, we parted on the G train. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was amazing. The G train's my personal favorite. The G train is complicated because it has a mind of its own, but we thought it would be absolutely fantastic to have people meet us at Metropolitan Avenue Station at a specific time on a specific day. We didn't tell them what was going to happen. Um, and when the doors opened, we had decorated the train. There were party hats, there was music, there was choreographed dancing. 
Um, and we gave away 400 books that were gift wrapped. Um, and that I think is just as much part of it as having a conversation with an individual. Is that like that surprise and delight, that unexpected moment and inviting someone to enjoy something unexpected because often an unexpected moment can suck yeah, and it's yeah, a negative yeah. experience. And I think it's really fun and also really, you know, cool to do something unexpected where people are like, okay, I can get into this. Well, in the same way, uh, as you mentioned to me, you, you when you have an excess of books and you have a lot of books in this <laughs> wonderful little apartment, uh, you put them on your front stoop. As I mentioned to you, I, I've got two little free libraries up in the Catskills mm -hmm. and people are so pleased when they hear they can take a book and it's for free and there's no obligation. You do that right on your front stoop. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the little libraries. Um, the free little libraries are awesome. Um, but I also, again, I think, you know, do what you do, what you can with what you have. Yeah. I have a stoop. Uh, I have a surplus of books. It's amazing. It's great. So I stoop them you and stoop I, them. and I do it frequently. And I think that again, that's an unexpected surprise yeah. for someone, right? Um, why not? That's great. So I mentioned to you, um, uh, Steph Kent and Logan Smalley. So I recently published a podcast discussion uh, with them. Mm -hmm. They are the founders of uh, a pro another pr another project. You call yours a project. They call theirs a project. It's called Call Me Ishmael, uh, which is New York City based as well. Mm -hmm. You uh, they encourage people to call a phone number, uh, and a voice says, "This is Ishmael. Tell me about a book you've read and a story you've lived." And thousands of people have left messages and millions of people have heard them. And uh, so we did podcast discussion. And one of the things I asked them is, is about the trends they see, they, they see in the readers who call in to leave a message. And uh, Logan said that um, callers, callers discuss books that move them emotionally and change their perspective on life and books that help readers through the transitions in their lives. And he said the right book has a way of finding you. Have you found a trend? Have you identified a trend? Uh, you, you're so widespread now around the world, but in New York City to begin with? I think so. I think what's changing, well, what's been the same is that um, books are a reflection of our identity and the questions that we have about our identity. So what has been consistent is that often people are exploring who am I? and um, who will I become through the books that they're reading. I think what the added question to that in recent years, and I would say this is maybe in the last two to three years, is how, who am I, who can I become, and how am I affecting those around me? Oh, interesting. So that to me is a, it, that's a big additive question because of course humanity has asked itself, who am I since the beginning of time and what's the purpose of all this? But the, I, the, but the, the additive question of how am I affecting my environment, how does my environment perceive me, is very, very new and important. And I think that really is that collective thinking that we're getting into as of course all of our worlds are colliding digitally, um, so many more people are migrating, are yes. moving. Um, Much greater mobility. 
way greater, you know, digitally and physically. Oh, exactly right. And so I think that mobility and that visibility toward each other and also, of course, news of things like climate change or, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, increased displacement, right? All of these things, they affect us and they, they make us reconsider our position and with that, there are also greater liberties, you know? I think that it's easy to say, you know, everything's going to shit. But I also want to say, <laughs> uh, with with all of this knowledge, there are also greater liberties. And so, um, you know, I, when I talk to, it doesn't matter if I talk to a trans woman or a super cis man, uh, those questions come up. And when someone reads, for example, The Argonauts by Maggie Nelson, they're very specifically, you know, people are reading about love and how love is expressed and who is free to love whoever they please and who is restricted in it. And how does that relate to them? And then the question very often is, um, of course, about their own life, but also how they are, you know. Relate to others. Relate to others. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. So you talk to people uh, about uh, physical books. If somebody's on a Kindle, you're not talking with them. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> How do you feel about I that? I couldn't, <laughs> Howard, I couldn't. Um, no, I'm being a little bit dramatic, but uh, truth be told, the book is a character in itself. You know, the book is, the book has a cover that is expressive. Um, the book photographs well. A screen is not the same to me. A screen also, I don't know, maybe, like call me old fashioned, but I don't read on screens. I cannot do it. I need the physical object in my hand. I need to turn a page. I need to see my progress in the book. I love holding it, even if like all blood leaves my hands as they've been up for hours. We all relate. (laughs) But but all of that is a part of it. And I also think that, and I know this is not necessarily true on a Kindle because you don't get interrupted by notifications and pop-up messages, but I do think that um, reading a printed book versus reading on your phone, for example, is a very different experience because um, because you really can't multitask a book. <laughs> you're right, fully right, immersed. Right, exactly. like, uh, and, and that's really the world you're in. So yeah, to me, there, there's a lot of uh, reason, there are a lot of reasons yeah. to, to do the printed book and not a screen. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Uli. Hope you all enjoyed the first segment of our discussion. Check out the next segment, which will be published shortly, for our discussion of the books I mentioned at the outset. For postings of the release of episodes, follow me at Bookworms in the Wild on Instagram and Facebook, and at Bookworms ITW on Twitter. More information about our guests today can be found on our website, www.bookwormsinthewild.com, as well as at subwaybookreview.co and at Instagram, at Subway Book Review. Our website also includes links to the books and other resources we refer to in our discussion. Thanks especially to my podcast team. Dave created the podcast with me and is my producer. Ron is responsible for art direction and design for the podcast, our website, and my bookmark. Let me know if you'd like a bookmark sent to you. Melanie, as always, is in control of most everything and provided overall creative direction. Ben and Eden provided additional inspiration and support, and of course, Carol is my muse. 
seven-month-old Jake continues to encourage the podcast through his love for being read to, in between swim classes at the Y, and time on the slide at Brooklyn Bridge Park. The entire Wolfpack is also responsible for introducing me to most of my guests, like today. Thanks also to the great Anchor team for making it free and easy to create the podcast. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, and in any event, let me have your comments, either directly on the podcast or at bookwormsinthewild at gmail.com. Looking forward to seeing you on the podcast next time.